Hello, this is Justin Coleman, Senior Pastor at University UMC, and this is our podcast. I hope these messages engage your mind, touch your heart, and inspire you to serve God and your neighbor. Check us out online at universityumc.church. Thanks for tuning in. Good morning, church family. This is the Sunday that we celebrate Pentecost. This time when we remember the Holy Spirit coming down like tongues of fire and resting on the disciples. The disciples being moved out to proclaim the good news to this mass of people that was gathered in Jerusalem from all around the world. Some call this the birth of the Christian church. As we prepare to talk more about Pentecost and its meaning for us today, please go with me to the Lord in prayer. Gracious Lord, I pray that you would speak through me and perhaps even in spite of me. And so let the humble words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable and pleasing to you, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Pentecost Sunday happens 50 days after Easter. Pentecost happened in the midst of a Jewish festival. That's why you had people from all around the world gathered there in Jerusalem. So before we talk about the implications of Pentecost for the church today, let's set a little context by understanding what this Jewish festival was, why the people were there, and where they were from. Okay, let's talk about the history of Pentecost. Pentecost happens during a Jewish festival called Shavuot. Shavuot. This is the festival of weeks. It's a um, wheat harvest festival. And we get mention of it around Exodus 34. So what happens uh, here in, in Shavuot is that the people gather from all around. Jews gather from all around the world, as many as can come, because this is one of three pilgrimage festivals. One of three pilgrimage festivals for Jewish people. And so this is why you have people from all around the world who are gathered there in Jerusalem. This happens 50 days, roughly, after Passover. 50 days after Passover. Pentecost is where Penta comes in. This is 50 days after Easter for us. So Passover is about liberation. This is freedom from Egypt. As we think about Passover as it connects with Easter, Easter is about our spiritual liberation, 
this freedom from sin that we have because of the cross and the resurrection. So Easter and Passover, they're about liberation. So when we think about um, Shavuot, uh, what is it about? Well, it's about the Torah being given. The Torah is given. And this is when the people of Israel became a people. They became a people because there were guidelines given. A law is given for them to follow it. It codified a, a way or crystallized a, a way of life for the people. Well, interestingly enough, at Pentecost, the church, we as a church, also become a people. Again, some have called this the birth of the Christian church is the gospel is proclaimed and you've got converts from all over the world who then take this Christian message all over the world. The, the Christian church as we know it and the evangelistic impulse that moves across the world is, is born away at Pentecost. And so liberation and becoming a people are a part of this Easter to Pentecost journey uh, for us. A people whose lives are defined by the uniting power of the Holy Spirit. One more piece of context before we move back to Acts chapter 2 and then fast forward to the present. Let's go back to Genesis 11. Now Genesis 11, we see the story of the Tower of Babel. People all across the world at the time spoke one language. This is what Genesis 11 shares with us. And so the people set about to build a tower that would reach the heavens. Now you'll remember from these last few weeks as we've talked about um, the, the heavens, that there's this idea that above even the sun and, and where the moon is and where the stars are, above this is the heavens. This is the dwelling place of God. And so the people said, well, if God is not going to dwell with us like we imagine God dwelling with us in Eden, We've been cast out of Eden because of our sins. Let's build a tower and we ourselves can reach God. If God's not going to dwell with us like we want God to dwell with us, we'll just build a tower and we will go and dwell with God. And so this is self aggrandizing pride that is part of Genesis 11. The people sought to touch the heavens, to elevate themselves to the divine realm. There's a kind of idolatry that's a part of, of Genesis 
11. And so what God does in part of a, a punishment for the, the place that the people were in spiritually, the, the corrupt place of their hearts, God says, I'm going to confuse their languages. And so, all of a sudden, these different people groups are given different language and their words to one another sounds like, um, well, sounds like babbling, honestly. So the people begin to separate. It's kind of like a, a sci-fi show at this, this moment. Um, various shows like Star Trek, I often talk about Doctor Who and Star Wars. We'll do, throw in a little Star Trek. They've got a, a universal translator that they wear around and that's how they can understand people in, in different worlds. This is kind of a universal translator. Well, it's like the universal translator fails here and all of a sudden people can't understand one another. And so they, they separate out to fill the world. This in part fulfills God's purpose for humankind as God says to fill the world and multiply. So... Now let's fast forward to Acts chapter 2. Pentecost. These disciples that have been huddled together in an upper room because they were afraid are all of a sudden filled with the power of the Holy Spirit and they go out to proclaim the Word of God with boldness. We see this term boldness being used in multiple places in the book of Acts. They're emboldened by the power of God that has filled them up and moved them out to proclaim this good news. And they proclaim to a group of people from all over the world, Jewish people from all over the world, people who speak different languages, cannot always understand one another well. They're, they're united by a, a faith and a reason to be there in, in Jerusalem. But in many ways, they cannot understand one another. So you have these kind of camps around um, as people speak their own language, eat the food that they're accustomed to, but have come to be a part of this greater celebration of Pentecost. And so because of the Spirit's power, there has been a restoration of this universal translator. The Spirit becomes the universal translator. And so the disciples speak in their own language, but they are heard in the language of the various people groups that are there. It's like the Holy Spirit is translating in the air. It is a reversal of Babel. In some ways, what has happened in Babel, because of the, since Babel, since the, the sinfulness of the people, because of the sinfulness of people, we went out and to to multiply 
in the world, spread out. But we also created boundaries, firm, rigid boundaries between one another. Culture is carried through language in many ways. So these different cultures emerge and they create these firm boundaries, harsh boundaries. Instead of celebrating culture, instead of celebrating diversity, like we in the early days there in the Garden of Eden, we celebrated diversity. We, we named it. And all this diversity was called good. But then we separate ourselves from one another. And we see this good thing, this good thing that is diversity, and we call it bad. And because we don't understand one another on multiple levels, we see one another as enemies, not as friends, not as part of a greater human family. So division was also born, or new kinds of division, I should say, were born in Babel. And here, in Acts chapter 2, in this Pentecost moment, the Holy Spirit is dissolving those barriers, dissolving those walls. And so a message of Pentecost, a message of Pentecost that I want us to hear today, is that the Holy Spirit is about breaking down dividing walls. We've got this human project that's been going on for hundreds and hundreds of years, for millennia and millennia, of building up walls and finding ways to divide ourselves and then to, to guard those boundaries fiercely, violently. But part of this Pentecost movement is God saying that God through the power of the Holy Spirit, work in us so that as we move out into the world with this good news, with this gospel message, the Spirit will also help break down the barriers and boundaries that we've built up in our world. This Sunday is also Senior Sunday. We are celebrating our graduating high school seniors today, remembering their journey with us across these years in our church, and we are blessing them as they move into this next chapter of their lives, celebrating what Jesus has done in their lives, and then also celebrating this empowering moment Pentecost was kind of like a graduation Sunday of sorts for the disciples. They journeyed with Jesus. And then here's this new moment uh, where they are sent out, empowered by the Holy Spirit to begin a new chapter in the church's life. One of my hopes for our graduating seniors is that they would be ones who help to break down the dividing walls in this world. The power of the Holy Spirit at work in their lives 
that they would do this as they become leaders in the midst of their families, in the midst of their uh, communities, in the midst of the world. Brian McLaren, who is a Christian author, wrote a book uh, recently, and the title is, Do I Stay Christian? Do I Stay Christian? And in it, he talks about how, because of a variety of things, kind of our cancel culture, uh, people are leaving churches of all sorts. As you see places, as we name places in Christian history and into the present, where the church has failed to be the church, where the church has failed to be a place of liberation, the church has failed to be a movement of, of liberation in the world. And sometimes, and in sad ways, we have participated in the oppression of the world and its peoples. This is not the entire story of the church, of course, but it is part of our story because we are people. The church is filled with people, (laughs) sinful people, uh, trying to do right, but sometimes, unfortunately, getting it wrong. And so McLaren says, there's so many young people who, who say, well, given everything that I know, should I just do something else or, or follow my own um, path, do it my way? Well, McLaren also says that one way to renew any institution and to, to defy what you do believe is unfaithful about an institution is to stay, to stay defiantly, he says. Uh, oftentimes, and we, we leave something, we leave an institution, we, we cancel uh, someone or someone's, and we defiantly step out and, and slam the door behind us. I'm not having anything to do with that. I'm, I'm not going to be with you anymore. I'm going to reject this person or this group of people or that institution. You defiantly step away. Well, McLaren says that another way to do it is to defiantly engage, to stay and to help to, to make something better, to help remind people uh, that we are called to be Christians first and foremost, to follow the way of the gospel. It's kind of a Holy Spirit boldness that he is talking about. Just like the boldness that filled the disciples as they proclaimed this good news uh, to the ends of the world. My hope is that our graduating seniors will be like that. Not just This is not just my hope for them. This is my hope for all of us. That we would be the kind of people that go out into the world, not to build up walls, build up barriers, uh, to violently defend those walls and those barriers through our words and through our actions. But that we would be a people of peace. A people who unite others, bridge builders, people who tear down walls. And what we insist on is the unity that Christ calls us to in the gospel. That 
is what the people of God, that is what we as the church are going to be about. And so that's, that's my challenge to our graduating seniors, but it's also my challenge to each and every person who's listening to this message is to be a people who are fully emboldened by the power of the Holy Spirit that we read about in Pentecost as we move into the world because this Pentecost movement didn't just live for a time and then fade away. This Pentecost movement is alive in each and every person who's a part of each and every church in the world, each and every person that God is speaking to. Each and every person that God is, is working with, whether they're a part of the church now or they're becoming a part of the church or they will be a part of the church. God's Holy Spirit working in each of us, hoping that we would be faithful to this call, this collective call to move into the world in such a way that because of our lives, because of the way we live and engage the world, we would make nonsense of the barriers that exist in our world, even those barriers that we have come to believe a lot in. Let us believe the message of the gospel more than we believe in the messages of the world that continue to divide us. That's my challenge for us this week and beyond. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening to our podcast. You can visit us at universityumc.church where you can find services, events, and other ways you can get involved. Remember that we love you. We hope you have a great week. We hope the peace of Christ is with you. And we hope to see you soon.